Boy. Movies. Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Beebe. I'm another big boy, John George. And here we are on the day of All Hallowed Ween. Yeah. This the, is Halloween. This is, in fact, we, we had our <laughs> Halloween episode last week. But we are, in fact, recording this episode on the very day of Halloween. Yes, and it shall be released like four days after yes. the so, Halloween. Welcome to official uh, unspooky fall season, everyone. Yeah, uh, it's now it's family fall season. Yes, it's just chill, you know, pumpkin pie. Loving uh, your family. Falling leaves, kissing your dad. Thanking uh, the pilgrims. Fall season. Gotta love those pilgrims. <laughs> They've all come out from their hiding spots. Thank you, pilgrims. Um, and uh, now here we are uh, in the future in non-spooky fall. Yep. Uh, it, I'm not scared anymore. And uh, lis- I actually listened to lots of Christmas music yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that here's the issue I'm having. <laughs> I went to the CVS today. Yeah. I bought some Halloween candy. That we are enjoying. Yes, right it's on the table in front of us. And so they have maybe... I want to say like 10 square feet, maybe less, dedicated to this Halloween candy and other assorted Halloween items. Not enough square feet. If you go like in any other direction around the store, it's all Christmas decorations. (laughs) It's Christmas candy and decorations and statues of Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. They have skipped Thanksgiving. We as a society have decided... We are going to skip Thanksgiving. Well, us Americans don't like family anymore. We're sick of it's it. It's true. We all hate each other. Yeah. Uh, but like, I really like Thanksgiving. I like Santa better. <laughs> I don't know. I like Thanksgiving and it kind of bums me out that we've officially basically decided that like the week before Halloween even begins is when Christmas season <laughs> starts now. It used to be right after Halloween. I it, feel like it used to be the day after thanksgiving for me mentally it's the day after thanksgiving yeah because you watch the macy's thanksgiving day parade yeah. and at the very end of the parade santa comes out yeah. and it's like it's christmas times now <laughs> but now we don't even over but it's time <laughs> then it moved back a little bit yeah. so now it's like well halloween's done and it's like almost christmas i'm gonna dress as santa for halloween yeah <laughs> and now it's just it's basically as soon as a leaf falls from the first tree it is Christmas time. Yeah. We it's eventually we're just gonna like January second. We're gonna hit the clock, and oh, the yeah. Christmas decorations are gonna go. I up. mean, ex- if, exponentially, that's gonna be pretty soon. Yeah, honestly, if we just keep doubling, we're we're almost there. We're so close <laughs> to Christmas year round. Christmas on Christmas Day. After yeah, no Christmas. Christmas Day, we will have all forgotten. <laughs> uh, Christmas Day will be gone yeah. forever. Yeah, Christmas always, Day will be the new Halloween. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. um, I always yeah, I always start Christmas because my fam we would always watch like Thanksgiving night every after everyone leaves, we'd sit down to watch Elf and that would be like, OK, it's time for Christmas. OK, Christmas time. Yeah. It, Will Ferrell has ushered in the Christmas season. Yeah, exactly. And that's Will Ferrell is the elf now, mm-hmm. you know, like when I think of elves, I think of Will Ferrell. Of course. So. And not to extend this bit, because this is, in fact, a podcast <laughs> about movies. Uh, but uh, one thing growing up is uh, one half of my family is fairly Jewish and then the other half is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we would always go to my grandparents' house in Massachusetts for Christmas stuff. But it was mostly Jewish Thanksgiving stuff in my hometown. 
And there was a kid in high school who would always rag on me and by extension my family because we didn't put up Christmas decorations. Wow. (laughs) Because, again, Jewish, mostly Jewish family. Uh, and also, we weren't there for Christmas. Yeah, any year we would not be so there. A waste of waste so of like, money to do that. We did. We didn't even have Christmas decorations. Yeah. And I was like, "What? You know, we don't have to. It's not required <laughs> by law." Yeah, the loy. Uh, well, no one. I don't know who bullies another person for their family not having Christmas yeah. decorations. Like, he, why he would decorations? Always be like, oh, your house doesn't have Christmas decorations. I'm like, it's not even a joke anymore. You're just pointing yeah. it out. Like, I feel like the better bully is like, oh, you don't have, you don't get to celebrate Christmas. Like, that's the, yeah, <laughs> that's the bigger. And then you're bully, just making fun of poor people. Exactly, exactly. And that's that's what happens, and that's what middle schoolers do. Yeah. Um, that's classic. Yeah. So look out for my movie coming in 2021. The boy who did not have Christmas decorations. (laughs) The boy who did not have Christmas dot, dot, dot decorations. decorations. Yes. And, um, Martin Scorsese sequel to, to it's like a spiritual successor to tall girl being bullied Mm. for weird things (laughs) for being tall, for being a tall girl. Now we are going to have a boy who's bullied for his house, not having Christmas decorations, (laughs) but still celebrating Christmas. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, yeah. I like it. It's like a weird bully cinematic universe yeah, where course. people, it's like different universes where people bully people for good things. Yeah, for like random stuff that doesn't matter at yeah. all. <laughs> Movie, oh yeah, big boy movies. This big boy movies this is isn't the, the podcast that we do. Yeah, this we're, is not this our, Halloween. <laughs> it is Halloween. <laughs> See, this is what they've done to us. Oh no, it's this Halloween is what you're day. doing. This is your fault. Yeah, <laughs> damn it, CVS. <laughs> Uh, damn it cvs and damn it cbs both i'm gonna say <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say both i actually live near a cvs coincidentally and i also live CBS. near cbs the main studio <laughs> wow um well i'm about to swat you now that i know oh shit yeah. everyone just swat james corden instead he's always <laughs> just swat the cvs dude yeah you might have, don't don't do that <laughs> this is not a call for anyone to swat the cvs studios <laughs> They trace it back to us. Oh God! Could joke. you imagine? <laughs> and arrest us? Oh God! Uh, did you did you watch any movies this week, John? Yes, it's been a while. Lots of transparency here, but it's been a while since we recorded. Yeah, it's been a little. We we got a we got ahead of the game with our last two episodes, and now we're back after about a week and a half break mm-hmm. uh, to to talk about all of the movies that John has seen. So there, yeah. since it's been a week and a half, I've seen six movies Mm -hmm. Uh, and a couple of them I'll talk briefly about, but a lot of them were great. Uh, The back half was great. The first three fine. The first one's Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Mm -hmm. which I've seen before. So this is, it's a good movie. I'm not saying this one's a fine one. This is a good movie. Yeah. I would say it's a good one. I've just seen it before. It's probably one of my favorite Harry Potters. Um, All of them just have like a very cool, twist Mm -hmm. and this one also does um and if you haven't seen harry potter yet then screw you yeah i'm spoiling it this this is the movie (laughs) that allowed robert pattinson to finally move on to the lighthouse yeah this is true um and there were there were some nautical themes there was that challenge where they had to uh there were mermaids in this yeah yeah there were oh my god i didn't even think about that yeah he turned 
Did Eric, Robert Pattinson turn use the one that turned him into a mermaid, or he, was that just? I think that was just. Harry I can't Potter. remember because it, it was either like they had the bubble over their head yeah, or the mermaid the shit. He had the bubble. I yeah, remember. Okay. No, he didn't turn into a mermaid. Only Harry Potter. Yeah. Turned well, that's because he's too busy fucking mermaids. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That guy. Oh, he got Cho in that movie. Robert Pattinson did. Oh yeah. Robert Pattinson got Cho. Yeah. In that okay. movie. I think in the next movie right, is when Harry gets Cho. Yeah, Harry, Harry, and Ron went to the the prom, not the prom, the the winter, the winter, the winter dance, the ball with the rock and roll wizard band. Yes, um, they had that. That part was funny. Yeah. <laughs> they just had a band. Yeah, it was just like was well, because like, Harry Potter is <laughs> such like thing. a whimsical, mystical thing, and they then just have like, a rock concert in the I, middle of the movie. <laughs> I guess like wizards have rock, right? Like, why wouldn't they? Yeah, uh, pinball wizard. That's a rock song. Sure. <laughs> That's some good word association. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah this is, I give it's a four star movie. Go watch it. Mm-hmm. Go watch Harry Potter. Go check out the fourth star fourth Harry Potter. Harry Potter. The third one's the best one, though. Yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you? I would. You dirty little cinephile. Yep. Um, but it's also it's also just has the most that that last act is just packed mm-hmm. with so many amazing different things. Um, but moving on, I didn't see that movie this week. 127 hours, 127 hours, 127 hours, hours starring James Franco. Yes. One James Franco. And this movie surprised me at some points. I didn't like its style very much. Mm -hmm. It had, have you seen this? No, I'm aware of the big thing that happens in it. Yeah, I feel like ever, I feel like immediately when people talked about this movie, they were they spoiled the ending for you immediately. I mean, like, I was, feel like there's nothing else to talk about yeah. the movie for. Oh, yeah. Um, but there are a lot of surprising things that I didn't expect from the movie. One was the style was super weird mm-hmm. and felt like an early 2000s movie. But this came out in 2010. Yeah, um, it was like there were a lot of. I don't know. It was just like a lot of like fast paced, like pop rock, oh. like weird transition. Him stuff like climbing a mountain to like some rock and roll. Yeah. Okay. I, well, specifically the whole opening credits is like to sort of a pop rock. It like huh. feels so, I mean, to this event, it's based off a true event. Yes. It took place in early 2000s. So yes. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I still didn't like it very much. That part. Um, uh, it's th- I gave it three and a half mainly just because I got very emotional at the end because mm-hmm. it was the ending was emotional. Yeah, but the journey was boring at points. Okay, and it was a fine movie. Yeah how how much of the movie does he spend just trapped under a rock? I would say if you are familiar with how movies work out there, um, <laughs> the whole first act does not involve him under a rock. Okay. The whole second act, which is the longest act of a film involves him under a rock. And most of the third act involves him under a rock. Okay. The and resolution it's... is very short. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can guess what the resolution is. Yes. Um, the resolutions may, I remember getting to the point where there's a resolution. I, because my girlfriend called me and I paused it and there were like 10 minutes left once he got out of the rock. Oh, okay. So most of the movie he's under a rock, but most of the movie is flashbacks while he's yeah. under a rock. I have to imagine there's not much else you could do. Yeah. Um, I think it would, honestly, the flashbacks were cool and was, were the whole reason I was emotional at the end. But, I think there are a lot of cool moments like while he was under the rock going insane that mm-hmm. were pretty cool um, because he's like talking to himself. And at one point he acts like he's on a talk show, hmm. 
like to because he has this handheld camera he's talking to. Oh, yeah. Pretends he's like being interviewed on a talk show about this, like being under a rock. That was <laughs> probably one of my favorite scenes. Okay. Because they added like laugh track to it and all this uh, stuff, and okay. it was kind of funny. Fun. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite scenes. A lot of it was a slog. A lot of the flashbacks were slog. Yeah, just it also got boring looking at the same. Also, they give us a stupid. I hated it because they gave us a stupid sequence. Of course, most fucking obvious thing. They gave us a sequence where, of course, he did. Like he has a dream where he escapes and I'm just like, oh, oh nice. And then he wakes up and he's still he's trapped. He's like, oh, I'm still trapped. Like, yeah, obviously you were dreaming. Don't sh- try to trick me with this. Lame. Okay. Next movie. Next movie. Hugo. I mean, Hugo. 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 Okay. So this skips over my 2010 a little bit. This okay. was 2011. Oh, wow. But it was just because my girlfriend wanted to watch this instead of any of the 2010 movies I had left, mm. which... Screw her for this. Because, yeah, screw you. Because I, Hugo was fine. Um, <laughs> compared to my other 20, it was three and a half. Okay. It was a well-made movie, um, and it's basically just a movie about Borat, the guy who played Borat. Borat chasing around, oh. chasing a little kid around the uh, train station. Are you sure it was not just a Borat sequel? It might have been. Where he was chasing, uh, where Borat was Borat chasing. Borat got a, real sophisticated in yeah. this one. Um but he was he was a dick. Mm. <laughs> he was okay. he was a real dick. I, he, Insinuating that Borat was not oh, in yeah. the movie Borat. Well, he's funny, so it's true. <laughs> it's funny, so it excused the so anti-Semitism. He's allowed to be a dick and like shitting in a bag <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hugo. I mean, it's Scorsese, which makes it super well directed. Yeah, but the story's forgettable. It's just like always funny i forget that scorsese does movies that aren't just crime movies yeah you like because he did silence he did hugo silence and hugo are probably the biggest outliers yeah it's like what are these it's like that's not there is anyone italian here <laughs> where are the italians they're a single italian these are all british man. people what yeah, is happening what, what the fuck but the, the hugo is the most oscar Beatty film ever because they straight up like every the Academy loves movies about movies. Of course. And it felt so shoehorned in when the entire second half of this movie was all of a sudden about making movies. Yeah. Because the whole first half was not. <laughs> and then they were just like, oh, wait, that guy's a, the first filmmaker yeah. ever. And yeah. it's like, oh, my. Now we're on this whole film history thing. The whole second act is just them describing how uh, Oscar worthy their lives are. <laughs> Oh, I, wow. We should make an... If there was a movie about the making of the Academy, it would oh, automatically yeah. win would the be best Oscar. picture. I like the idea that the characters in Hugo are like wandering around and they're like, isn't this such a beautiful location with such great lighting? You know, it would be really great if we shot it from over there and then they point directly at the camera. You're like, oh, what if we got an angle over there? Oh, and they wow. point at like the other camera. You're wow. like, oh, they were right. It does look great. <laughs> it would have looked great if they wow. put cameras there. These guys are really smart. Yeah, wow. Well, here goes the Oscar. What do you think, Oscar? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to him. <laughs> best picture. Yeah, okay. This was by far the best picture. Yeah, as we know, the Oscars, like there is a voting in Academy, and whatever, but at the end of the day, you just, just give. Oscar. Yeah, Oscar has the final say. Yeah, so. it's, I, I really, they never show Oscar, yeah. but I feel like one year they will. He is essentially the electoral college, yeah. you know, where it's like, well, we can all put in our votes, but yeah. at the end of the day, Oscar makes the big decision. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why everyone was all, because Oscar does only makes the big picture decision 
or the best picture decision. Mm-hmm. That's why La La Land won every award that year except best picture. Because yeah. Oscar was just like La La Land won every other yeah, one. I gotta, I gotta throw one to Moonlight. Yeah. I'll give one to Moonlight. I'll give the the biggest one to Moonlight. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little joke first. So we're gonna have a little funny joke. <laughs> it's gonna be a good one. Uh, what Academy Awards are we on? What Oscars are we up to? I, I don't I don't know okay. the number. I, I just like know the year. One, once we reach 100, I feel like that's maybe when we'll finally meet Oscar. I'm excited. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm upset. I'm excited for the Oscars this year. I'm upset the Lighthouse is not in the 100th Oscars, though. Yeah, no, that would be great, Oscar. Because the seagull has to seagull has to be there for the 100th mm-hmm. Oscar. Well, the seagull will probably do like a musical number or something. You know, they always have those like interstitials. <laughs> Very excited. You know, <laughs> Lady Gaga and the seagull will do a duet yeah. together. It'll be yeah. great. Are there any music? What's the music for movies this year? Are there any? Because uh, last year you had Star is Born. You're going to get you something from Frozen 2. Oh. something something from frozen it's 2 gonna is going to be, gonna be sung at the oscars it's going to be that year huh yeah um yeah i don't think any other movies have left like big music numbers yet yeah not yet we'll see still haven't seen terminator dark Fate. Still haven't seen terminator still haven't seen star wars yeah yeah oh that's gonna be great the big musical number in star wars <laughs> i can't wait mm. <laughs> they better yeah. they better if, it, if star wars was, was a musical i'd be in then i would be in um then i saw jojo rabbit which we'll talk about Mm -hmm. then the same day i saw jojo rabbit i saw the fighter almost immediately after jojo rabbit i sat down and i was like i'm gonna watch the fighter i'm the one fighting here it's me i'm the fighter i'm I'm gonna watch this movie I'm Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> the worst Mark Wahlberg impression ever. He's my brother. Uh, this is my Christian aud- Bale. This is my audition for SNL. <laughs> What's up? I'm I'm Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I got a show with my brothers. We make hamburgers. <laughs> and that uh, describes this movie, The Fighter. Yeah. Uh, I gave four stars. It's a good movie. Christian Bale got really skinny and scary, and he's crack addict, and I guarantee he did crack for this movie. He oh, did yeah. it. He's mm-hmm. a method actor, and he did crack. It's just like for Vice, how he had nine heart attacks to uh, get in the, the headspace of Dick Cheney. Yeah, he did crack. Then he did heart attacks. I mean, he's just doing everything. Christian Bale. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this movie is really good, um, and he's the one fighting here. Not you. Yeah. Not you, and not you. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. Um, that line is actually pretty good. Oh, okay. So, uh, watch it for that line. It is in the third act. So you have to watch all the movies. Oh, I gotta get all, well, it's a good thing. Cause we're going to have the Netflix 1.5 speed things. So, oh yeah. So I can so just I watch just, the yeah. fighter at like 1.5 speed exactly. and I'll get there real quick. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of funny. This movie does what it does really well is the whole time. I'm like, I want him to fight. And the whole time Mark Wahlberg's like, I want to fight. And every, and the whole point of the movie is everyone around him is like, just sabotaging him basically his whole family is so i think it does a really good job of like making you on mark Wahlberg's side because you're like why can't why can't mark Wahlberg just fight just let the boy fight and everyone and christian bale's like no i'm your brother you i'm the fighter here (laughs) i love crack (laughs) i love crack i'm gonna ruin your career because hbo's doing a doc on me and all this (laughs) all this stuff happens but it's a good movie um i did not expect to like it as much as i did Mm. four stars Oh, my God. So many movies. Yeah. Uh, the next one was my Halloween movie. Okay. It's called Blue Val- Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. I have heard of this one. It's not a Halloween movie. It's not. It's But it is like wasn't 
it was either blue Valentine or like blue velvet or something that like almost got the NC 17 rating. And there was a big like controversy cause they were like, ah, oh, it's art. Don't no one will see mm-hmm. it. If you make it NC 17, maybe blue velvet. Okay. I can't remember. It was cause this, of like some gratuitous sex thing. This one does have doggy style sex in it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Bare naked, but you can't see like dick <sighs> or pussy. Wow. You can see, butt. so nothing good is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Um, this is the most depressing movie I might, I might have ever seen. Okay. Uh, Ryan Gosling is almost bald and that's not even the that's most depressing part. <laughs> that's the scariest thing I've ever heard. It truly is Halloween. <laughs> yeah. He is balding near balding in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to watch a movie about why y- you should never fall in love and why marriage is awful and, and why, why you should just get that Rogaine right now, get that Rogaine, get it ready and why, the world sucks. Just watch this movie and you will want to die. Okay. Four stars. Legitimately. <laughs> ah! Ah! What? Whoa, huh? What's that? What's that sound? That a, ah! Oh, oh, look. That? Flapping upon majestic wings. Ah! Ah! It's, it's the critics condor. Oh, what? Ah! Oh, wow. It's getting really close. Oh my God. Oh, whoa. Oh, whoa. No. The, the talons. Oh, God. Oh, my flesh. Oh, John. Oh, John. Oh, you have to kill it, John. You have to kill it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, oh, it's dead. Oh no. Oh no. The critics condor that I had to use a gun. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you I had almost your killed you, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a good I'm thing you had your AR-15 yeah, right there. Oh my god, wow. I, that was really close to getting you, though. Yeah, Did I nick no, you at all? I'm, I'm I, just covered in cuts uh, and, and stab wounds from its many talons. Jesus. Well, at least you got. You got a critic's corner, though. Yeah, right? no, it did. I killed a bird. I, it did leave this scrap of paper. Does, is there any rules about killing condors and bad luck? I, I don't think so. Okay. I think condors are, are disgusting okay. murder birds. It's not a seabird. Yeah, no, it's okay. definitely not. It's Thank God. Oh, man. Well, uh, well, we'll clean that up later. Uh, let me see what this piece of paper it left me was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, what do you know? It, it left me a review of The Lighthouse. What? We actually saw this movie uh, for our last episode. Oh, yeah. For our spooky Halloween episode. And uh, it's, it has reached uh, general audiences now. Uh, so and we get so, the critics. so yeah, so our good viewer review, our, our viewer reviewers, I guess you could call them. Uh, have finally been able to to speak their minds about the lighthouse. So excited for them to finally get this movie in their hands. Oh yeah, because they are the true. They they just know movies more yes. than anybody. No, and and they're out here to tell everyone what's up. Now, I wanted to first make a formal announcement that I gave the lighthouse uh, four and a half stars last week. This is a huge announcement, and I have since decided to bump it up to five stars because the more I think about the lighthouse, the more I love it. Um, it's great film. Yeah. It's possibly my favorite film this year, but you know, we'll, we'll see once we get to the end of the year, uh, because star Wars will probably take it. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. The musical no, numbers. I mean, it'll make the most money, so it'll be the best movie. Yeah. Uh, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but not everyone was as pleased with the lighthouse as I was. Why not? Um, well, we're about to find out. Is this going to make you change your rating back? <laughs> it might. It might. Okay. I, I mean, I'll have to see. The Critics Condor clearly picked this one for a reason. Um, 
So Shauna B wrote this one. Uh, let it be noted, this is our first Rotten Tomatoes review that I have brought in. It is not a Metacritic review. Uh, and Shauna B gives the lighthouse half a star. Of course. Half of a star. Is this out of five or? This is out of five. Okay. Half of a star Wait, out of five. What is this on again? This is on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Rotten Tees. Rotten Tees. Um, and what a rotten review this is. Uh, Shauna B says, go see the lighthouse. They said it's the best movie of the year. They said this movie is the worst movie I've seen in a long time. And no, I don't have a low IQ, but I did waste two hours worth of brain cells on this movie. So we got another IQ reference. Um, Yeah. Everyone talks about their IQ. She does not have a low IQ. My IQ is big. (laughs) Apparently you can, uh, measure hours and like brain cells used. Um, she goes on to say about 10 people walked out. I wish I'd joined them. A guy, a few seats down was snoring throughout the whole movie. I don't get the RT rating from the critics. I guess they just enjoyed Robert Pattinson jacking off throughout the whole movie. (laughs) This is accurate. Yes. This is a true statement. I did enjoy that. Yes. That was a very good part of the Mm. movie. Is that what artsy films are about? (laughs) Also? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. Big boy movies. Mm. This is what we talk about every week. This is we, this is clearly didn't uh, check the dictionary for the definition of a big boy movie. Um, I'm not listening to critics any longer, and I will wait for real audience reviews, not the Pattinson fan base reviews. Because as we all know, (laughs) the biggest fans of Robert Pattinson were going to see The Lighthouse. Robert Pattinson, best known for his roles in obscure indie movies. All the Twilight Twilight fans are out for this one. They went to this movie and they said, this is exactly what I wanted from my dream boat, Robert Pattinson. (laughs) I am so hyped from The Lighthouse. They just came out of the good time and they were like, they came out of High Life too. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently High Life also involves semen i mean it has to so at this point which robert pattinson was in i still need to see highlight yeah and in the lighthouse it involves semen's semen <laughs> yeah exactly there you Lots go of semen involved yeah. in pattinson semen films. and there's semen and they're yeah. around the sea and the, yeah. you know it's a whole thing anyway uh she finishes by saying you can sp- oh yeah uh, i'll go back a sentence just so this <laughs> makes sense i'm not listening to the critics any longer and will wait for real audience reviews not the pattinson fan base reviews you can spot them a mile away on every movie he's in. All the Pattinson fans what are you, what? leaving glowing reviews you can see from a mile away. What's wrong with Pattinson? Like the Pattinson fans now are like me. Yeah, <laughs> basically. They are John George and no one else. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone jumped ship after Twilight. Yeah, he's literally just been in here. Let's go to his. I'm going to go to his filmography real, okay. real quick. But he is, yeah, he's just been in a bunch of, like, since Twilight and Harry Potter, he's been doing nothing that anyone's paid attention to. Yeah. No one is a fan of him anymore. I would say this is probably, like, his biggest quote-unquote movie, like, of, like, since Twilight or Harry Potter or anything like that. Yeah. um, Probably. Uh, Release date earliest first. Okay. This is not working. No, here we go. Um, so since Twilight and Harry Potter, we've got just a bunch of, he was in the lost city of Z. Okay. You know, my, my favorite movie, the lost city of Z. It was also, yes, that was by director of Ad Astra movie. We saw here. Oh, wow. Actually, um, he was in a movie called life. Everyone knows that one life, the alien movie. It was, um, 
No, it's starring Robert Pattinson. Joel Edgerton's in it. Oh, okay. This looks like Harry Styles. This looks so much like Harry Styles, Harry Styles in this picture. Harry Styles is in movies. But I don't see him on the list. Um, the Childhood of a Leader was a movie he was in. Yeah. So what we're getting to here is that clearly the Pattinson fans have all been like chasing this man. Queen of the Desert. <laughs> Of course, damsel. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of lots of movies everyone knows and loves, and of course, probably the three most popular are Good Time, High Life, and now The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is the most popular of those three by mm-hmm. far, um, but all three of them indie, very indie movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't. If you're I, a fan of an indie movie, you're not usually a hardcore fan. Yeah. Of an actor. At, at the end of the day, I mean. It's just, I think, because we have low IQs, because Shauna stated very clearly uh, that they did not have a low IQ. Okay. So. Well, I need to see, like, what is her IQ? Uh, well, uh, I'm on her profile here. Not to dox Shauna B. This is the only movie she has reviewed. Okay. Uh, and well. uh, here we have uh, her want to see movies. There is only one listed on her want to and? see movies. And it is American Made starring Tom Cruise. Of course it is. Of course um, that's what it is. I don't know if she ever got around to seeing <laughs> that movie because she did not review it. Yeah. I mean, maybe she was disappointed by it. Maybe she has seen it and mm-hmm. was disappointed by American Made. Yeah. Maybe she uh, hasn't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I remember that movie coming out and two years ago. Yeah. 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and passing on it hardcore passing on it yeah hardcore um, pass. any movie with america in the title i usually am like this is gonna be bad mm-hmm. um and then i see tom cruise and i'm like yeah this is probably definitely gonna be bad yeah um so but we'll see i mean i'm excited to see if yeah. if we get an update from i'll her. be re- refreshing her page uh throughout the podcast to see if we get anything sweet anything during in yeah. the next hour would yeah. be great please shauna we were on the edge of our seats yeah. I was also thinking we could just rename this podcast to uh, High IQ Movies. Oh, yes. That, that might be good. Uh, we need to state our IQs mm-hmm. before <laughs> yeah. every podcast. Every time we open the podcast, <laughs> my name is Matt Beebe and I have an IQ of 200. This is a movie podcast. <laughs> the Lighthouse, one star. It's a really good, like, Big Bang Theory guy. <laughs> What's his name? Sheldon. Sheldon. Sheldon impression. <laughs> the Lighthouse, one star. Bazango. <laughs> Bazango. Ad Astra, two stars. Bablingo. <laughs> and I just do that for an hour. Bablingum. <laughs> <laughs> just name movies and then stars star ratings and then my catchphrase that changes every time <laughs> it chapter two nine stars zoobity bop <laughs> now this would be a podcast i would listen to oh a hundred percent yeah uh wow thank you shauna thank you shauna and th- uh, thank you i guess to the critics condor I I'm still I have PTSD. From yeah, that no, I didn't. Moment. I'm probably just I'm gonna have to go to the hospital after this. Yeah, you might. Yeah, I, I see you bleeding a bit. Yeah, I, think I, I mean, got this you. arm's barely attached anymore. Yeah, I think uh, I I think I got you. Yeah. I I also shot yeah, your arm. Yeah, yeah, I guess you can't that is feel also it. a yeah, bullet a wound. Bullet. Oh, yeah, mm. you can't feel it because of the condor. Yeah, no, I'm still in shock. Okay, well, uh, we'll try to. I guess we'll try to hurry up, up, hurry up. Uh, but I have a lot to say about JoJo Rabbit, so I don't. Yeah, I don't really me too. I mean, it's fine. What's the worst the bullet's gonna do? Uh, but I do have one more movie I watched, I guess. Oh, okay. And it was my favorite, so it is important. Okay. Um, it's called Beginners. 
And this is a movie I put on my watch list and had no clue what it was about. And it's from 2010, and it's one of my favorites of 2010. Now. Oh, wow. Um, and it is com- the complete opposite of Blue Valentine. So this was the perfect movie to watch after Blue Valentine. Mm-hmm. A little Val- double feature. Yeah, Blue Valentine was like, relationships suck, life sucks, everything's going to die, and you're going to bald like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan even Ryan Gosling balds. Yeah. <laughs> so you will too. Um, and then this movie was like, it gave you the opposite. It gave you Ewan McGregor with a <gasps> full head of hair. He oh, wasn't balding. Thank God. Oh God. I don't think I could have taken it. I don't think I would have been able to make it with yeah. that. Um, and it was just, I don't know. It was just the cutest little, it was a cute little flick. And okay, I loved cute it. Cute little movie. Um, it was about him, Ewan McGregor. He lost his father um, and his father came out as gay like five years before he died. Oh, and okay. It's just about him like flashing back to his father and his his gay adventures, <laughs> his gay adventures, <laughs> the gay the adventures of my dad. Um, while at the same time, he falls in love with a French woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot more happy about love <laughs> than blue Valentine, which okay. I think if I saw this movie any other time, it probably would have just been four, but I saw it right after blue Valentine. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. Love is real. I am happy. <laughs> oh, thank God. My dad is gay. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he hates my mom. Thank God. Uh, uh, that reminds me uh have you ever heard of fun home no it is a graphic novel that they eventually turned into a broadway show Mm. are you familiar with the bechtel test no and you've never heard of the bechtel test never heard of the bechtel test okay there's a woman by the name of allison bechtel and she and she does like comic strips and she writes graphic novels now and uh her this sort of blew up as like a feminist thing where the bechtel test is you watch a movie and the movie only passes the bechtel test if there are if there are at least two women in a movie, the women have to talk to each other, and they have to talk to each other about something other than the man. Oh, in the movie. I have heard of this test. I just yes. didn't know what it was called. Yes, it is called the Bechtel test. So, okay. Fun Home is written by Alison Bechtel, who came up with that, mm. uh, and it's a similar premise. It's an autobiography because it's about like her dad like dies, and they're not sure if it's a suicide or not, and they think he might have been gay like his whole life, but they're not sure. And it's sort of about her growing up and like being unsure about her dad's sexuality and her own sexuality. So okay, it just comes to mind. It's a good book if you want to read it. Yeah, um, I would like to read it. But it sounds yeah, good. There's, this did pass the Bechtel test. Yes, way, so I, I actually don't know if <laughs> that would be a pretty crazy thing. Actually, this might have not because there were a lot of guys in this movie because it was about his dad. being Yes, gay. there are a lot of I would say most movies don't pass the test, which yeah. is kind of insane yeah. to think about. But that's how it is. She actually like came to my college at one point and did a talk for one of our classes. And she was like, yeah, like I came up with it sort of as a joke, but also sort of to, like point something out. And she was like, <laughs> you know, if I refused to watch any movie that didn't pass that test, I, I just watch wouldn't zero watch movies. movies. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't watch any movies or TV. Zero so movies would be watched. Yeah. <laughs> my letterbox would be desolate. Yep. Uh, I bet there's a letterbox list of like Bechtel test. Probably there's movies. a letterbox list for everything. Yeah. I sent BB the other day. I said that there's a letterbox. They started a list of movies rated lower than Joker on letterbox. Yeah. And it's all these like incredible classic films yeah, that, <laughs> so. that are apparently worse than Joker. Yes. Um, and I think a couple of these movies I talked about were actually on that list. Yeah. But I think the now the lighthouse is I feel like the lighthouse is rated higher than Joker. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think so. Well, 
we should probably get on to talking about my favorite topic, um, which is Nazis. Oh. Uh, can't get enough Can of those. Can we talk about the movie, or are we just going to talk about the Nazis I, 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 Did you not go and hang out with Nazis last week? No. You said, so I thought you, you said. Did you not watch a movie, man? Well, no, no, because you said, you said, listen, I don't listen to you most of the time. So you were jabbering in my ear and I heard the word Nazis and I was like, okay, well, that's like a usual weekend for me. So I just went with my Nazi friends and we did like a whole bunch of fun racist shit. Yeah, no, that's, (sighs) damn it. I don't know what the podcast is going to be about now. I fucked up. Yeah. Um, uh, hold on. Let me just, uh, I'm going to pause. We'll we'll pause. You can go watch and I'll I'll edit this. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's fix that. All right. Right, oh back. my yeah. god wow. oh wow hey that was a lot different than what i did huh <laughs> yeah that's very probably the opposite sentiment yeah what you did yeah no i feel like maybe my worldview has been cha- yeah no it never mind but let's talk <laughs> about the movie anyway okay jojo rabbit jojo rabbit directed by taika watiti taika Waititi. director of the thor the thor three the Thor three is what it's um, called. Official title. Yes. Uh, Friends in the shadows in a house was yes. his other movie. Um, the, the boys, mm-hmm. one. the boys, the boys, one, the boys season one. Boy. Yes. On Amazon prime called boy. Um, and, uh, uh, what was the other one yeah. oh. Hunt for the wilder? Oh, where the wilder people are, yeah. where the wilder peoples are. Yeah. Um, and then Eagle, some movie called Eagle versus shark, which we don't count because that yeah. was when he was a young man. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Of 30-something. Yes. Uh, he directed this movie. I wouldn't say he starred in it. He, like, he was in it. He's in almost... He's in every move. I don't know if he's in Eagle vs. Shark, but I know yeah. he's in every other movie we just mentioned. Yeah. He he acts in his own movies, uh, and in this movie, he plays that wacky guy, Hitler. What? Adolf Hitler. I, going into this, I didn't... I had never heard of the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, Hitler. Yeah. I, I thought you meant Taika Waititi. I <laughs> no, was no, like, no. I've, I've seen every time. Okay. Well, yeah, he seems but like I, a pretty wacky, yeah. silly dude. I was like, well, this is a cool character. Yeah. He's playing yeah. um, really, really dug first deep. I thought I was like Charlie Chaplin, which is, mm-hmm. you know, he's great. great yeah. He's figure. got that mustache too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he was talking about this Hitler guy and my friend, Neil, Neil, who's on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. He was telling me about Hitler and what he did and all this stuff. And I was like, well, that's pretty wacky. It's so lame. Yeah. Like it's weird. Cause like, why did Michael Jordan have the same mustache as him for so long? Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> Very weird. Maybe he didn't know who Hitler was. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe, Joe. So let's uh, we can Joe, give Joe. initial impressions. Uh, I thought it was a good time at the movies. Um, movie going experience. Yeah. Oh, did you not have a great movie going good. experience? It was good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I I enjoyed it. I thought it. It wasn't as funny as it possibly could have been. I also did not expect how emotional and sad it was going to be, which it goes really, really dark at certain points, which I didn't expect, which I actually, I think, liked for the most part. But the... uh, Those are my favorite parts. Yeah, those were definitely the better parts. And I felt like it was at certain points trying to mix those elements with the comedy a little bit, and it didn't always work. But overall, I thought it was good. I don't think it was his best movie, but mm, uh, yeah, definitely a great time. And I love Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's great in everything. Yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, go see it if you're interested in funny Hitler movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's what we're doing. Non-spoiler really part. Yes. Uh, yeah. No spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Most this is good. You definitely just go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, go see it because I think it's... It's a big boy movie that has dipped for general audiences too. Mm-hmm. 
It's one of those big boy movies. Yeah, no, it is a, a certified big. That's another thing I want to try and start doing certified on this. Certified big. Since uh, Rotten Tomatoes has their certified yeah. fresh and Metacritic has their like must see or whatever. Yeah. I think if we know a movie is a big boy movie, we should make it certified big. Okay. We'll make a little logo and so stamp it on the poster. Like whether or not it's smart. Like what, is, what defines it's, a it, big we, boy here's movie? The, here's what I'm going to pitch. We both have to agree that it's a big boy movie. Okay. And if we both agree that it's a big boy movie, then yeah. we'll give it the stamp. I would agree. I would say it's a big boy movie. Yeah. I, I would say for the most part, big boy movie. Yeah. But I think it's one of the, it's on like the lower, it's mm. uh, it's a big boy movie that most general audience, it's not like the lighthouse. Like yes. the lighthouse people are going to be bored during. Yes, we won't be is, bored during this. That is definitely a certified, lighthouse is definitely a certified big boy movie. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, but this one is definitely more approachable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just go watch it. Have fun. I mean, this is, I feel like this is where, because what we do in the shadows and even wilder people were both not that wide scale at all. Mm-hmm. Not too many people knew about them. Yeah. And once Thor came out, once Ragnarok came out, I feel like that's when Taika really hit the mainstream. Oh yeah. So this is the first one that's not like superhero movie related that everyone's yeah. going to like go see. Um, so I think this is like his big. This is the, this is probably everyone's introduction besides Thor Ragnarok to mm-hmm. to Taika. Um, I would highly recommend this, and if you like it, I would highly recommend his previous stuff because I agree with you. I don't think I I almost I think this might be my least favorite Taika, but I still liked it. Yeah, I'm good. I think I liked Ragnarok better. If yeah, I'm being real. it's right there with Ragnarok with mm-hmm. me. Like it's super close. Both those are super close, but honestly, boy. Boy, Wilder People, and What We Do in the Shadows, I like better. Those are my favorite yeah. three. What Go We Do in the Shadows, I think, definitely worked better as a comedy. But again, that movie is like straight comedy, yeah. whereas this is not. Because that's a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jojo, overall, if I had to compare, like Jojo Rabbit, I would put Jojo Rabbit, Boy, and Hunt for the Wilder People all in the same camp because they're all about a little boy. Yeah. And I think out of the three, Jojo Rabbit tries to be the funniest and fails i could see that it's it's definitely like the most outlandish like the mel brooks comparisons always going to come in with a movie like this um have you seen many mel brooks movies i haven't seen any mel brooks really okay that might be a jewish thing um yeah yeah, i mean obviously like a big comparison you can do is like the producers because that had a lot to do with hitler and nazis Mm. um but I think the big comparison came in there. Obviously, I think Mel Brooks movies are much sillier. There is exactly one joke in, um, in Jojo Rabbit that I would consider like a very Mel Brooks joke. And it is the one that I laughed at the hardest. Um, and it was also the stupidest joke in the movie. Of course. Uh, we'll talk about that in, in Spoiler Town. Um, yeah. Oh, wait. I have seen Blazing Saddles. Okay. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's the only mm-hmm. one I've seen. Uh, which was great. I saw that like yes. last year. Blazing Saddles is very good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I love Mel Brooks movies. I especially love the producers. Um, yeah, I need to see more Mel Brooks movies because yeah. I did like Blazing Saddles a lot. Uh, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of Mel Brooks movies. Yeah, I mean, he he, he worked for a long oh, time. Oh, he's young. Was he Young Frankenstein too? Yes. <sighs> Dang. Um, yeah, I still need to see Young Frankenstein. Uh, but yeah, I would say, and. I don't know. My least, I told BB this already, but my least favorite part, this was the one Taika Waititi movie where I did not like the character Taika Waititi played. I thought Hitler was, was the one com 
comedic relief of the movie and that obviously is my the comedy part was like where i felt it fell the most flat it's funny because they took a joke out of the movie that was in a trailer that i thought was a funny joke Mm. at least i think they took it out i don't know what was it you didn't watch any of the trailers right i don't watch any of the trailers there's in this so let's go to spoiler town okay this spoilers spoiler town pause podcast watch watch it yeah um uh so we are in the spoiler town there's a joke uh, basically in the scene right after the rabbit scene where they kill the rabbit and he runs away. Yeah. Uh, Hitler comes out from behind a tree. And he's like, oh, hey, Jojo, what's wrong? And they're talking. And in the trailer, he has a part where he's like, uh, oh, well, people used to think I was crazy. Like, oh, he's crazy. He's going to get us killed. And look where we are now. And it's like, haha. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was in. It was in the that movie? Was in. I remember. Okay. Yeah, I, I, remember that I guess I just missed that. Yeah. Or maybe um, your screen, maybe your Disney bougie screen. Oh God! Yeah, have. don't don't put me on blast. <laughs> I did see an advanced. Uh, yeah. Uh, not that advanced. It was like the night before yeah. it came out. <laughs> it probably still yeah. is in there. You just I, I saw it, it on the Disney lot, which was fun. I, I think I remember that joke or something similar to okay. that vein of that joke. Yeah. It sounds familiar. I which was the funniest joke. I think. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. No, so I'll, I'll I might as well just get this out of the way. The funny, the one that I laughed the hardest at, and that the people in my theater laughed the hardest at was this random like joke that came out of nowhere, which was Sam Rockwell and Theon Greyjoy's characters. They're standing there. He's like, I wanted you to get dogs, not actual German shepherds. Uh, yeah. And there's <laughs> like five like German sh- yeah. like sheep <laughs> shepherds <laughs> like standing there. He was like, oh, I should have been clear. It's it's a stupid name for a dog. But that's like that's like what I expect from like a Mel Brooks movie or something. Yeah. Just something so out there. And like, that is what are Mel we Brooks. even doing? That's very Blazing um, Saddles. But then it's funny because the German shepherds come back in a very later season scene of the season. movie. Yeah, <laughs> this in a is later a TV season, show, by the way. Um, in a later scene of the movie where it was the one scene of the movie at the end where I was like, is this supposed to be funny or like tragic? Or We'll get yeah. there. Okay. Um, I don't remember them showing up again. Yeah, they do. Uh, but yeah, so Jojo is a wee boy. Uh, who lives in Nazi Germany and his imaginary best friend is Adolf Hitler, but he's like a silly little boy. He's not literally a little boy. He's like, yeah, it's like what a little kid would imagine. Hitler's like, like. you know, the coolest dude who's your best friend. So there's some really good gif material. I feel like with this movie, um, the two that come to mind are the one where Hitler swan dives out of the window, of course, which is so, which was really funny. And then the other one is, um, when Jojo and his mother are by the river and Hitler's like up on a bridge and he's got little binoculars and he's like spying on them from the bridge (laughs) (laughs) and he like ducks down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, where do we go from here? I mean, he, he goes to the Hitler youth training camp. Yeah. We get the great scene where Sam Rockwell is like missing his eye. And he was like, yeah. could a one eyed man do this? And it's just a montage of him like shooting oh, yeah, guns in yeah, yeah, different yeah. poses. Um, oh wait, before this, there's a, mo- the one thing I really liked about this movie was their little montage parts. Mm-hmm. And that during the like opening credits basically was like a montage yeah. of him going to the camp, like meeting up with his buddy, mm-hmm. going to the camp. And then it was like mixed in with like, it was a, Nazi Germany shit. Well, it was a and, it was a German version of I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles, yes. which obviously came out after World War Two. It happened. Yeah. They do that a lot. They do like these German versions of popular songs from like the 60s and 70s. 
Um, and yeah, I thought that was like a really great, cause it puts you in the right headspace mm-hmm. of like, you have this Beatles song and you have all these German citizens like screaming and cheering and applauding, but yeah. it's for Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like losing their shit. Like, like girls in the sixties would over the Beatles. Yeah. So you're getting that tone of like, Oh yeah, people loved this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like they loved the Beatles. Yeah. It was a super good. I, they, I think he really did montage. There are a couple montages toward the end mm-hmm. that were similar to this that I liked too. Yeah. Um, but this one was also, this one was maybe my favorite because it got me in like, it just like got me right into the mood of like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this. One. <laughs> yeah. Hitler. Yeah. Go get him. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, and then we get right into that camp scene, and it's hilarious immediately. Yeah. Um, it's it's very good. You have Rebel Wilson just she's sort a rebel. Of, she's being herself essentially, but with a <laughs> German she accent. Does every, she yep. does every movie. Mm-hmm. That's it's her usual character. I loved the I can't remember his name. The little best friend who's just like yeah, well, I have the fucking okay the yes. thing open. Why can't you I? can you can give me the name of that child? Um, it's like Ollie or something. Okay, so there's Jojo, Elsa's the girl. Um, where is it? There's so many people. Yorkie? No. That might have been it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, either way, it's a little chubby friend. Uh, and throughout the movie, he like, because Jojo, you know, can't become a member of like any German force because he blows himself up with a grenade, <laughs> which was like really shocking. And the way they set it up, I was like, are they just going to like murder this kid in the first five minutes of the movie? Because the grenade goes off right in front of him. Like that would have killed a normal man. Oh, yeah. It's a comedy movie, so he survives. Mm -hmm. But it was just such a like an insane thing to see this little kid chuck the grenade and it bounces back, just blows up in his face. This guy's dead. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But he does survive. Yeah. and it was weird, like seeing the imaginary Hitler be like, "Oh shit, we gotta run away!" And Jojo just stands there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was, I was saying the same thing. I was like, "Run, Jojo, please! Yeah. I don't want you to die." <laughs> what, what will the movie be if you die? Yeah. Um, this one, I was kind of okay. So, in one of the movies we saw, I, st- I caught a brief glimpse of the trailer, and I was kind of upset that I did, because I think at the beginning I was patiently waiting for. Elsa to show up because I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. So if I hadn't seen the trailer, I wouldn't have known that. So I, I was kind of upset. I don't remember seeing any Jojo rabbit trailers that had the girl in it. Really? Yeah. I mean, maybe I haven't that's seen because I, I remember going in being like, Oh yeah. Now I'm yeah. from the trailers. They have, I, I knew the premise of the movie. So I knew there was going to be some Jewish person hidden in the house, but I didn't know like anything yeah. else beyond that. Um, but I mean, it's a, it's a Nazi movie in Germany. Like what else are you going to do? Expect that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was patiently waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what, I mean, Scar Joe gets in, introduced here, uh, his mother, Rosie. Yep. Um, who was my favorite actor in this movie. Um, every, everyone was great in this movie. Honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every, great performances all around, but, when Scarjo, I don't know. Whenever Scarjo actually does well, because a lot of times she doesn't, mm-hmm. and I've noticed heavily when she doesn't, and I'm like, why is she in this movie? I don't like her. Yeah, because I usually don't like her. But it was it's her, the movie her, 
and this are the only two movies she's been in where I've actually liked her. And in both of those, I think she carried the movie. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't say she necessarily carried this one. I think Jojo does an incredible job. Um, the kid who plays Jojo, obviously, yeah. I think his performance is like really, really, really good. Um, but I think it's just like Scarlett Johansson has this tendency to just pick roles that are just not right for her. <laughs> and so every so often you get one that makes sense. So mm-hmm. like this role clearly just worked for her yeah. like perfectly. Um, cause she's so charming and so much fun to watch. Yeah. And you love hearing her talk. And it's a similar thing in her, even very similar thing in her. Actually, it's just her voice, but like, it's like for her, right? Yeah, her voice is very like her voice like attracts you. You're yeah. just like, well, she's a very attractive. She woman. She like convinces you that you could fall in love with a yeah. phone, basically. No, it's you know, if you had had, I I can't think of a female actor with a terrible voice, but like her with Gilbert Gottfried or something, oh, like no one would have believed that, <laughs> or even um, like. The girl who played like Pam in Office or something. Like yeah, I'm just imagining yeah. like voices that are like they're cool, but like Scarlett Johansson's like got an animated enough voice that mm-hmm. like yeah, and she's super animated in this movie yeah, too. Yeah. So like, hey, ScarJo, you don't have to be a Japanese robot. You don't have to keep picking these random ass roles that like <laughs> Japanese oh, robot. Oh no, I'm an actor, so it. I can be anything. But it's like yes, but you can also just like. Pick a good role yeah. that works for you. You've got, yeah, because Scar, I mean, she'll just keep doing what she's doing. Yeah. And, and then every once in a while, get a role that's like perfect for her yeah. and blow my mind again. Mm-hmm. And because honestly, without her, she, yeah, she, that movie, but we're not talking about her. Yes. We're talking about Jojo Rabbit. Yes. And she's very good in this movie. I really loved the scene where they're at the dinner table. Yeah. And she has to be the father. Yeah. And so she like puts ash on her face and is like having a conversation with herself and dancing with herself. And then they dance. Yeah. Uh, but that's like, is that midpoint of the movie? I would say that's pretty it's close to It's been a while since we saw this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a little while, but it's, I'd say around halfway through. Yeah. Uh, but that, in between all the stuff we're talking about, um, there's a bunch of setup. Uh, I mean, he discovers Thomas and Mackenzie's character, Elsa. Mm-hmm. Um, who is also fantastic. Yeah. She's hiding in a, like a crawl space in his sister's room and his sister is dead. Dead. We never, they talk about Jojo's father a lot, but we never Never really, we don't, we see a picture of him, but we don't get to know if he's alive. Yeah. They say that he's like far away and helping. We assume he's like helping smuggle Jews out of Germany and out of like, you know, the Axis area. Yeah. Um, he's a traitor. Yeah. He is is a traitor to Hitler. Um, (laughs) But we never see him. At a certain point, I thought like Sam Rockwell might have been his father, but then I that guess man, not. That doesn't make sense because he would have. I feel yeah. like he knows what his dad looks like. Yeah, because sure. we see the picture. But like, yeah. I feel like it almost like there might have been a draft of this movie where that was the case. Because yeah. when she's doing the impression of her father, she calls Jojo kid, right? She's like, oh, I'm sorry, kid. I didn't mean to yell at you. And, and then at the Sam end of the movie, uh, Sam Rockwell is uh, calling Jojo kid and he's like taking care of him and he yeah. saves him eventually. Yeah. So I was like, oh, wait, was he the father? And then I'm like, oh, no, we saw a picture and it just wasn't him. Yeah. So that was. Uh, yeah. And yeah. There'd be no reason for him to like hide that he was his father or whatever. Mm. I did. He was clearly in cahoots with the mother, um, yeah. which we don't learn and pretty much until the very end. Yeah. 
uh, basically. But yeah, so he discovers Jewish girl and of course all the Nazi stories that he's heard about Jews, they like have mind control powers mm-hmm. and secret horns and they're like made of the devil or whatever. Yeah. Um, which is all like, you know, accurate stuff they probably heard and not super accurate, but like stories they would have been told. And, um, yeah. And I, he, at this point he like decides to write a book about Jews that he can give to Hitler. So Hitler can like find the Jews easier. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking right now, like, what do you, baby, what do you think this movie like is trying to say? Like, I'm just wondering, cause I'm going through it right now as we go back through it. There are parts I like don't. A lot of it is comedy, right? Mm-hmm. But there are serious parts. Yes. From what I picked up on it is this was pitched or like branded as like an anti-hate movie, mm-hmm. which, you know, like not being a bigot or whatever. The main message that I picked up was essentially like just because you've been told to hate another group doesn't mean you should. And if you actually like got to know a member of that other group, you would probably not hate them, which is obviously what happens. It parallels a little bit what's happening right now today in our society. And when you say it parallels, you mean the movie it? Yes. The movie it parallels my (laughs) life specifically. (laughs) Um, No, I, I mean, yeah, I think the movie's pretty simple in its message of just like, don't hate people for no reason. And like, if if the government's doing a bad thing and like telling you to demonize a certain group, like maybe don't just <laughs> blindly <laughs> agree with that. Yeah. Like, you know, um, there's a lot of masculinity stuff, too, because I feel yes. like he did blindly follow because he's like, I'm the man of the house. Like, yeah, I, they bring that up a lot. Like, yeah. Jojo, you're the man of the house now. Are you taking care of your mother? Which is obviously yeah. like a ridiculous thing because his mother's like so competent. Yeah. And yeah. His mother is put together. Probably the most competent person in this film. Mm-hmm. And uh Gets caught by Stephen Merchant, unfortunately. Yeah, I did not realize how tall Stephen Merchant was. He is was. so tall. He is the tallest man I've ever seen. He's very he tall. He is the actual big boy of this movie. <laughs> um, have you seen Hello, Ladies, the show on HBO? I have not. It's a Stephen Merchant show. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. Recommend yeah. it. Um, but Stephen Merchant, I've seen a couple. Stephen Merchant directed a movie this yeah. year. Stephen Merchant also just like shows up in things and is yeah. great in them. And you're like, yeah. Oh, Hey, why don't I see him? Like he was in yeah. Logan. Yeah. I loved him in Logan. Yeah. Um, he was in Logan. He was, he like, was great in Logan. He was too. so good in Logan. He was in, uh, he's in a lot of God. Yeah. He's in a lot of things. Um, he was in good boys this year too, which yeah. is oh, weird. Okay. <laughs> which is weird. He was also the voice of Wheatley in portal Two. Oh yeah, that's yeah. main. That's one of my favorite. Yeah, well, that's one of my role. favorites right there. Um, but yeah, he uh, he's a member of the Gestapo, and I was like, they like took the most stereotypical vision of what a Nazi is, and just like made it into Stephen Merchant. Yeah, I like that whole because <laughs> that whole team whole scene had a bunch of like Hail Hitlers. So oh like, yeah, the chain of like everyone has to say Hail Hitler, Heil Hitler to each other. Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. Heil Hitler. <laughs> and then they just keep going down the line, yep. <laughs> and then Sam Rockwell comes in and he has to do it with yeah. everyone. Yep, and then. Uh, Thomas and Mackenzie's Elsa has to do it mm-hmm. because she's pretending to be his sister. Yeah. And that was like, that one was more effective where it was mixing yeah. the humor with the drama. Cause like, you're oh. like, Oh, this like poor Jewish girl now has to heil Hitler yeah. like nine times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in order to protect herself. Uh-huh. Um, but I thought that was like a clever little twist on that scene is the Gestapo comes in and, you know, I feel like most of these kinds of movies 
you would just see the Jewish person like cowering in their hideout. Yeah. Or in this one, she just comes out and she's like, no, no, I'm his sister. And yeah. I took his knife because he's my annoying little brother. Yeah, and she just like played it off perfectly. Yeah. Um, um, and then they went through his book and like it had all the pictures of like him oh, hating yeah. on her like boyfriend, just like <laughs> right. killing her boyfriend. Because <laughs> he like falls in love with her yeah. and she says she has a boyfriend, which I guess she did or a fiance. Yeah, fiance. And sorry. she did, I guess, at one point, but he died of tuberculosis. Uh, much like in the video game Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, That's spoiler. a spoiler for Red Dude. Dead Redemption 2. There is tuberculosis in that game. Shoot. Um, That's the biggest villain. Yeah, That's TB. The- <laughs> TB is the real killer here. <laughs> That's the that's the moral yeah. of that story. Could you imagine Dude. if someone came out of Jojo Rabbit and be like, man, I can't believe that. Like, how vile. And be like, yeah, the Nazis were fucked up, right? And like, TB. the what? The what I was talking about tuberculosis. tuberculosis. <laughs> that is a good video game idea. Like you come yeah. out, like you just kill the main character with like AIDS or something. And <laughs> you're like AIDS is the real killer. Yeah. <laughs> like the main bad guy is like such a terrible dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. But he just dies from AIDS yeah, before you can AIDS. even get to the boss. <laughs> you can't oh. fight the boss if yeah. you have AIDS. No, no, it's like your princess is in a different castle. <laughs> your princess died of AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. That's dark. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Yeah. Movie. Yeah, but he, he like, draws all the things that he would do to her boyfriend, like, get rid of him or torture him. And and Um, Stephen Merch is like, who's this person? Yeah. (laughs) She's like, like just a guy. (laughs) Um, Well, because she takes credit for writing the book, right? Yeah, for writing the book. So she has to be, like, just a random guy. I wrote this, like, (laughs) Jew-spotting book. Yeah. Or torturing. They're all, like, laughing hysterically. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but yeah, and that's like ultimately with a lot of these Nazi comedy movies, the Nazis have to come off as like big idiots, which of course they don't totally like, they're still menacing, especially that Gestapo scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's always just fun to see like even Taika Waititi playing Hitler is this goofy guy. He doesn't reach the heights of the guy who plays Hitler in the producers, which is probably the best movie Hitler. Okay. Um, which you'll have to watch. Yeah. But well, I probably agree because I once again. Did yeah. Not you like didn't like Taika, him that much. I, I didn't think he was bad. I just thought he he wasn't in the movie as much as I thought he would uh, be. Um, well, I thought. Yeah. I thought he was in the movie so little that they literally just could have scrapped and this guy and the movie might have been better. Honestly. Yeah. I, I understood what they were doing. Yeah. Like you because he basically represented the Jojo's like German pride and yeah. his you know, he would feel sympathy for the Jewish girl, but then he would have everything that he learned about Hitler being like, Hey, no, that's the enemy. You hate them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And of course we get, uh, our one F word of the movie probably used more effectively than most PG 13 movies with an F word. Is this PG 13? Yeah. Dang. Um, yeah. Fuck you, Hitler. And he kicks him in the balls and smashes him out of the window. And it's great. Everyone loved that. Yeah. Neil did not like that. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, who do you think I was hanging out with the other weekend? Of course. Uh, Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, well, let me talk about my favorite part of the movie because, um, it was amazing. Just the, the, uh, foreshadowing of Scarlett Johansson's feet. Yes. Was, masterful because i had no clue yeah they feature her feet a lot in this movie 
And I, we were saying before, like if this had been a Quentin Tarantino movie, that just yeah, would have been. That's it. just like we yeah. would have been like, oh, there's the feet shots. Well, yeah, it's girl. It's a girl. We got to know what her feet looks. I like. I mean, we don't see her bare feet. This isn't yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, unfortunately, which is the most feetful movie of all time. Yeah. I can't believe she agreed in that movie to do that for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quick aside, Margot Robbie must have really wanted but to yeah. be in this movie <laughs> because her like dirty feet are in like half the yeah. shots of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, is weird. <laughs> like I just like, imagine Tarantino behind the camera, just like, like Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah got him. <laughs> it's just like she's cause that scene where she's sitting and watching the movie, she just puts her feet up and they're just in the frame yeah, yeah, yeah. for the rest that's of the, the that's scene. That's the only one I remember. I don't remember how much other feet. There's, suffers, but I there's a lot of like uh, feet in shoes, um, but that's the most like okay. gratuitous one. Anyway, Scarlett Johansson. That'd be feet. cool if the next one has a bunch of male feet. Yeah, like, at least yeah, oh, see a little, spread it out, Tarantino. See a little bisexual. It's going to be your last bi-curious? movie. Yeah. <laughs> Give us like a bi curious Tarantino <laughs> film for your last one. I want to see Cap- DiCaprio's feet. Oh, I want to see Brad Pitt's feet and bad Brad Pitt's feet. Come on, and I guess Samuel Jackson's feet. Yeah, we need Sam. Sam Jackson. Once he must have been once upon a time. No, he was not. Was he really not? He was not. There's no way. I don't recall him being in it. Here's the thing: is like we're saying he's not, but. I bet if we Googled it, it would be like, here's Sam Jackson. There's like a pixel of him, like all the way in the background. <laughs> He's just hanging out. He has to be in every single. Yeah. Well, he was, was he in like in glorious bastards? He was a voiceover. In okay. Glorious bastards. Was he in kill bill? Uh, he was the piano player at the wedding in kill. Oh, bill. he was. Yeah. So he has to be in this. He's got to right? be in there somewhere. Anyway, what was the one? He was definitely in hateful eight. Cause he was a main. Yes. Character, right. Um, he was in Django, obviously. Yes. He was the main character of Jackie Brown. Yes. So he like has to be in this yes. one somewhere. We'll report back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the feet. Jojo Rabbit feet. Yeah, basically, I mean, just the whole, like they were showing Scarlett Johansson's feet to mm-hmm. as her first shot in many scenes. And I was like, why are they doing this? What does this mean? Yeah. Like I legitimately noticed it and I, they did a great job to the point where you notice like, yeah, why no. am I seeing her feet? It happens enough where you're like, Oh, another shot of her like clogs. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. Um, even in, I mean, one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie is when they go down to the river and then they bike mm-hmm. and they have one in that too. Yeah. And uh, she ties Jojo's shoes together. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that is hilarious. And then they bike and they see all the, all the bullies Nazis. who have like come back from war and yeah. they're like completely silent and yeah. like totally changed changed mm-hmm. uh yeah and, and it all pays off in the most devastating <sighs> way possible yeah i couldn't believe that that's also like probably one i would say closest to a plot hole you could find in this yeah because you know obviously you've seen the movie she gets hung for harboring a jew in her house mm-hmm. um and then the question sort of becomes like because the Gestapo search the house and they ask for her papers and she looks enough like the dead sister that she can sort of get away with like faking it. But she gets the birthday wrong um, and Sam Rockwell helps them escape or is like, oh, you got your birthday right when she actually didn't. Mm. And then she says, like, they're going to find out that your sister's dead. They're going to realize I'm not her. They're going to come back and they're going to kill us all. And they're going to send me to a concentration camp or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, you're like, well, that can't happen because 
again, like the grenade thing, if the, these characters die, then there's no more movie. And yeah. there's no way this comedy film is going to end with all of the main characters murdered. Yeah. But I, uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson, Rosie gets caught, I guess, somehow and is hung publicly. Yeah. I just assumed it was for something else. I guess that could have been it too, because she was leaving those little uh, free Germany slips. I was guessing out on it the was bench. for something. I was guessing it was for that. I didn't assume it was from. I assume Sam Rockwell like let him go, and they forgot about that. Okay, and it was just for finding those or yeah something to related to what she was. Yeah, they doing. must have faced some other illegal activity because they hang her, and it's you never see her face for the rest of the movie. You just see her shoes mm-hmm. hanging. Um, Okay. Yeah, and this came at right after one of those montage scenes I was talking about to great music because there's a bunch of great music. Oh on the yeah, because he's going around like putting up flyers yep. and everything. And- yep. Um, and it was another like moment where like those montages always like make you cheery. You're like, yeah, I mm-hmm. love this song. I love what's happening. Yeah. And then it's like him just walking up to these feet. And hard you're like, cut. And you're like, oh, oh my god, it was just like <gasps> devastating. Like people in my theater were crying. And these were people who like worked in the building. So they were all coworkers. Um, oh, it was just the moment it, the moment I realized I was like, oh, yeah. And it hits you right away. Cause they, they set the feet up. Yeah. So yeah. Like you don't even have to see her. You just have to see her shoes and realize mm-hmm. she's dead. Yeah. Cause she's, they also set it up with her early in the movie when they, when they were looking at the hang, the people. Yeah. All of the like sympathizers and the Jews that they caught like hanging. Yeah. And she Um, was like, look at these Jojo. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So now Jojo's an orphan straight up. No parents, literally nobody, just him and and Elsa. Elsa also no parents and is an orphan. And it's sort of set up in this movie. This is the end of the, like the European theater of world war two. So, Germany is like on the back foot. They're probably not going to win and everyone knows it, but they have to keep fighting for Hitler. Mm-hmm. And this is essentially now the part of the movie that probably confused me the most as far as tone, because I was like, are we actually going to see war in this movie? And we absolutely do. Yep. <laughs> and it's a really intense war sequence. And of course you get the little friend coming back and he's got the paper oh, God. Nazi uniform and he's like carrying a rocket launcher. Yep. <laughs> like the Germans are so desperate. They're just like throwing children and civilians. Like we have to protect the city because mm-hmm. uh, the Russians are coming on one side and the Americans, Americans are coming on the other side. And this is where the German shepherds, the people come <laughs> okay. back is you see all of you see the German soldiers fighting and then you also see all these civilians fighting. And some of those civilians were the German shepherds. And so when they came back, I'm like, Oh, is it supposed to be funny that they're like out here shooting guns now? (laughs) Um, I guess it's like the point is that everyone had to fight because it was literally their last defense. Yeah. And then you get Sam Rockwell coming out in this big gaudy costume with feathers and tassels and Theon Greyjoy is holding a <laughs> gramophone to play yeah. annoying music. Yeah. And so I was like, this is terrifying. Like Jojo's running through this war scene where people are exploding and getting shot and dying and the city's crumbling. And then you have these little cutaways to like goofy stuff like Sam yeah. Rockwell. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if I was supposed to laugh or be like, this is horrifying. I think. I, I don't know. I don't think you're supposed to laugh. But I think it was the the Sam Rockwell thing felt more satisfying than funny to me. I was kind of just like, oh, we got to do that. Yeah, it was like and I like Sam Rockwell's character, so I was rooting for him to like do some something like that or make a mark. And yeah, I just like because he sets up earlier. This is the costume I want to wear for the final yeah. battle, and 
it's it's weird because when they reveal that he's helping them, I also wasn't super sure. Like, is he like totally in on this thing, yeah. or was he just like he found the kindness of it in his heart one time to do this good thing? Yeah. Here's also a stupid thing I thought about is that the girl says her birthday is May 1st and then they check the papers and it's May 7th. And I was like, oh, well, a one and a seven kind of looks similar. Like maybe he just misread it or something. Maybe. Obviously, they dispel that immediately. But it was that was definitely a part where I'm like, this is trying to be funny at the wrong time. I feel like there's because I don't think there's any other reaction you can have to a Nazi like in feathers and tassels and colorful costume with like a wacky machine gun well i think i think this part i think the last part is most because the anti-hate satire this was the most satirical part to me mm-hmm. um and sometimes satire isn't laugh out loud funny it's true sometimes it's like this is fucked up funny yeah. almost <clears throat> which i that this is fucked up funny actually i think describes it pretty yeah pretty accurately because i think a lot of the ending is not like it's so extreme on purpose. Like it's so like yeah. Well, because you have this town is Rebel Wilson to bits. She like straps a grenade yeah. to a kid's back and yeah. is like, "Go give the Americans a hug." Oh yeah, exactly. She hands the little guy like a gun. She's like, "This is your gun now. Go shoot them." Yeah, this was the part that I was like, "Okay, this is fully embracing like a satire right now." Yeah, and did remind me of a lot of did remind me of something like Blazing Saddles and stuff like that, where it's just like, "Okay, we're getting bat we're getting batshit crazy now." But like With this like uh, because. Because satire, the word satire reminds me of just like over the top. And this was over the top. Yeah, well, it's like mocking something, right? Yeah. And so I guess you could say it's mocking it. But then like, why go for such a realistic depiction of war? Like, why have these crumbling buildings and these explosions? It's hard to go over the top on war. Yeah, Because on a literal war is war. already over the top. It's like, it was scary. I felt yeah. fear for Jojo because yeah. he had to run through the city and not like be shot to death. Yeah. They're um, like, oh, look how over the top war is. It's like, yeah, it yeah. is over the top. And you compare <laughs> this is funny. It is over the top. You compare that to the end of Blazing Saddles where they break out of their Western movie set <laughs> and run through Warner Brothers Both Studios. Over the top, but one is a, yeah. it's a little more serious. I mean, the, the ending of Blazing Saddles is just like nonsense. It like goes so far beyond what the yeah. movie should be, whereas this is still very much in its own reality. Yeah, that's true. Um, it did work. It, they both are. I feel like are the same tone, but one is about something different, which yes. makes it maybe yeah, a little well, more touchy. It's funny because Blazing Saddles is ultimately also an anti-hate movie. Yeah, um, but yep. it's about racism instead of Nazism. Nazism. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we get through that, and you have uh, you know the war ends, America wins, go America, oh yeah. Um, and America. you see uh, the Americans like see Jojo in his Nazi jacket and they pull him over with all the other prisoners of war. And I was like, are you really going to like grab a child? Like, is that how this works? Yeah. Do they grab even the children? I mean, I wouldn't put it past America. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like yeah. I could see it happening. But in this kind of movie, I'm like, oh, damn, like, what are they going to do to Jojo? Yeah. Um, and of course, Sam Rockwell saves the day in like a super touching moment. Which is funny because he spits on them and calls him a dirty Jew and is literally like he Sam Rockwell knows he's going to jail or probably going to be or no, he gets executed. Yeah, he does like straight up firing squad execution. And uh, the only reason I guess Jojo wasn't part of that execution is because they thought he was a Jew. Yep. Um, And then you have the little moment he lies to Elsa 
uh, no, we won and they we didn't won. win. Sorry, you got to stay. You have to I stay in you. my house because I love you. <laughs> and I don't have a mom or dad. Imagine if they had ended the movie on that. I, that would have been so That would have been a fucking Black Mirror <laughs> ending. Like, <laughs> who won? We did. You can't come out. You have to stay yeah. in this house. Those locks are in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> and just like is playing like war sounds off of like, <laughs> um, like a TV. Or I guess yeah. not a TV, but like a record. He gets a yeah. record player and like a vinyl of like gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. The war is still going. Oh, wow. Can't oh, believe it. Oh, no. I'm getting bombed. <laughs> Please help me. Yeah. No, actually, don't help don't me. Don't help me. Stay. Stay, stay, stay. inside the crawl space. Um, yeah, and then, you know, they get out and she dances like they she said dance. she wanted to. Yeah, the war's over, and so you dance. You get the German rendition of David Bowie's Heroes. Of course. Uh, you to take us out. German rendition of any of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, some great songs on the soundtrack, yeah. though. I really like All in German, which yeah. was interesting. I'm like, because I... I wonder if there were already German versions of those songs or if they had to make them for this movie. Yeah. Um, there was one song that I have saved my Apple music library oh, okay. called everybody's got to live by love, not in German. Oh, okay. Um, that was probably my favorite one. I think that was the montage before ironically, um, his mom dies. So. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, uh, everybody's got to live. Well, <laughs> it says everybody's got to live and everybody's going to die. That's mm. the lyric. So, yep. well, they're not wrong. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. Movie's over. The movie you roll the credits. Yeah. We rolled the credits. I mean, I'm trying to think if we missed anything like, I mean, obviously we don't want this to just be us like listing jokes that we liked. Cause I mean, the movie yeah. will do it better. Yeah. 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 Um, Which I mean, is like, when we talk about it more and more, it's unfortunate that that's all I have, we have to talk about is the jokes at the end of the day. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think the theming is good. It doesn't necessarily, I wouldn't say it has like teeth necessarily. Like none of the satire I felt was super biting. Yeah. Obviously it was making fun of Nazis and all that kind of stuff, but it's, it's like the easiest target in a satire. Yeah, it's it's the easiest target, and it's also like, don't be a racist is like about as deep as the message goes. Yeah, um, and I was trying. I like the mo- when it does get more deep, and mm-hmm. it's like what I mentioned earlier, and it's like the masculinity thing and being yeah. a man in the house. I like it when it's that stuff, but when it's mm-hmm. most of it was just base level like stuff that movies have taught me so many times before and life has taught me. Yeah. And And it's like, I, I did appreciate the scenes where Jojo's like, uh, he actually, actually it does give a little bit of depth. I forgot about the scene where Jojo's saying like the, the Jews, like we are the master race. We are the strongest. We will defeat everyone. And like, you know, the girl just grabs him and puts him in a chokehold and like, this is the master race. Like this is, (laughs) you're so much more powerful than like, I could kill you right now. Um, and so I thought that was really clever and it plays into this idea like one of the tenets of fascism is creating an enemy that is both weak and strong in the sense that like fascist rulers or people who sort of have fascist tendencies will say like uh, this group of people, they're pathetic and weak, but also they're rapists and but, they're going to kill us. <laughs> yeah, they're rapists and murderers. Yeah. Um, yeah, but also they're going to take over our country, right? Like, well, if they're so weak and pathetic, like how are they going to take over their, our country? But that's like the dissonance they create. Yeah. And so this movie explores that a little bit, I feel like, cause they're like, oh, the Jews have mind control powers and they eat babies. Uh, but also we're so we're strong and we're incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, that's the little parallel to today, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that was a nice little expo- exploration I liked. And, yeah, that's true. 
Um, yeah, it was fun where the girl keeps getting knives. Hitler's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, now she has two knives. And Scarlett Johansson's like, where are the knives? Yeah. <laughs> where where are the knives? Yeah. Where are those knives? Yeah. Uh yeah. Joe Joe Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo uh, Rabbit. Yeah. Um and at one point he was Jojo Robot. When? Because he dressed up like a robot. <laughs> Did he? When he was collecting scrap metal oh, yeah. for the war effort. He was a robot. He was dressed up like Jojo a robot. Jojo Robot. Yeah, there That's you go. That's definitely a joke. Taika Waititi definitely did that purpose. It was probably in the in the script, the stage directions. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. He is yeah. now Jojo Robot. And he was like, and this scene, he is Jojo Robot. And that's the funniest joke in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the end. The end. Like, Taika, you, no, you have to finish the movie. Mm-mm, I peaked. I peaked with I Jojo peaked. Robot. I peaked. Uh, sometimes I forget Taika Waititi is like a comedian first. Yeah, well, reason. he always does a good job of like, giving heart to his movies yeah and i think that's why i forget mm-hmm. especially after especially since the movie i watched before this was boy which is probably his most heartfelt movie mm-hmm. probably made me forget that he did what we did do in the shadows which is pure comedy yeah. that he did uh flight of the concords that he did that yeah. thor ragnarok was thor amazing ragnarok. because it was hilarious yeah i thought it was hysterical yeah so like i going into this i think i forgot i didn't i think i didn't realize like how funny Mm. it was gonna try to be so maybe that hurt it a bit because i was like because i forgot that he tries to be funny he's evolving as a director and so you know he's done a lot of straight comedies and he was clearly going for more of a a dramedy uh obviously more on the comedy angle with this one but yeah i hope enough people watch this movie so he can do another one at the very least, he's going to do another Thor movie, which I'm sure will be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, shouts out to Taika Waititi. Uh, somehow in this world, we have an indigenous New Zealander slash Jewish man yeah. out there making big Hollywood movies, which yeah, is pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I still highly recommend Boy and mm-hmm. Hunt for the Wilder People yeah. because those are still my two favorite, two favorite ones about little boys making their way in the world. I love those little boys. Yep. John, you just won't stop talking about all these little boys you love. Neither will Taika. Yeah. <laughs> he loves the little boys. I'm surprised he didn't change Thor into a little boy. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the next movie. Yeah. His little boy Thor. Thor, he time travels. He, yeah. He becomes a little boy. He'll just be like a new Thor. He'll be Thor Jr., baby Thor. Baby <laughs> baby Thor. They'll just have this yeah. little, little dude walking around being Thor with the hammer. Yeah. Well, this ain't little boy movies. Oh, shit. and this, that's why this movie gets a zero. Where are oh, the, shit. Where are the yeah. big boys? Where are the big boys? Didn't see it. Well, no, we already established Stephen Merchant was a big boy. Oh, he's a very movie. tall yeah. boy. The biggest boy of, of all, maybe. Tall boy. We got tall girls, big boys, tall boys, mm-hmm. little boys. We got this movie covered all its bases. Yeah. Um. I mean, I just can't wait to see the actress from Tall Girl and more things. Yeah. No, she should have been in this. <laughs> Could you imagine if instead of Stephen Merchant, it was Tall Girl at the door as the member of the Gestapo? Everyone kept making jokes about how she was tall. <laughs> she like, like how's the weather up there? To search for the Jews, and they're like, "Oh, pretty tall girl." <laughs> More like taller Swift. And oh, like, oh, and then they play a Taylor Swift song in German. And and everyone's like, like Guys, "How? Come on. How do we have this? How yeah, did she? Do? How did we, we didn't get even a re- know about that one? How did we get a German rendition?" 
version of a Taylor Swift song. They just keep like making fun of how tall she is and she just leaves. Like, I don't even care if I find any Jews. <laughs> Whatever. Girl, I'm going home. Elsa like admits she's a Jew to her. Yeah. But she's just she's like, I am a Jew and you're too tall. Yeah, and she's I'm like, a Jew, but at least I'm a normal sized person. Yeah. Like, oh God. Oh, I'm going home. And all the Nazis are like, yeah, let's get the tall girls yeah. instead. They've had it too good for too long. <laughs> They are weak and they will murder us. They're too tall. <laughs> They're weak, but they will also take over Germany if we let them. <laughs> They're so tall. Yeah. I can't even see them. I don't even know where that girl ends. Yeah. Her head is above I the clouds. E- the weather could be completely different up there. How is it up there? How's the weather? <laughs> yeah. And that is what all Nazi experiments were about is what the weather was like up there. <laughs> For the tall people. Yep. That's what Hitler wanted to know. He's like, yeah, I wish I was. I don't know how tall Hitler was. I don't think anyone cares. Yeah, who, who cares? gives a shit? I mean, it matters. It's the, it's the thing that Do matters you know, the most, according to the tall girl. Hitler like did meth. Did he? From what I understand, he was like a big tweaker. There's like Wait, a, a this- video I saw recently of Hitler sitting at like a big parade and he's just rocking back and forth. Because he's like Shit. tweaking out on meth. I didn't know meth was like a big thing back then. I mean, he was Hitler. He could probably get whatever he wanted. Yeah. He just said, I want meth. That's okay. A, that's a big tie-in to Jojo Rabbit and Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. They should do yeah. that. Walter White was dealing meth to Hitler. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Did you ever see that newspaper article that was like, what would Hitler look like today? And someone did like a Photoshop and it was Hitler, but he didn't have his mustache and he had like AirPods oh, in or God. something. <laughs> Like, what if Hitler had survived? He would, be, uh, he would have AirPods. Yeah. It was, I think, it was before AirPods, but he was oh. like wearing a hoodie and had headphones on. Of and I was like, wow, "Wow, I guess that is what he would look a like." Skater. Today. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be. Fit. Is him sucking down a vape? Oh God, this is my meth vape. Yeah, um, I like it to imagine a version of Breaking Bad, but it was like Hitler was like a school teacher, like a chemistry teacher before. Mm, and and then, then he decided to become the dictator of Germany. Yeah, he got cancer and he was yeah, like, well, I should Hitler do something had, with my uh, life. Hitler had syphilis, so we just oh. swap out the cancer. So for he syphilis gets syphilis and, and he's like, I need to do something with my yeah, life. Yeah, before my organs melt. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to lock up a bunch of Jewish people. Yeah, I guess I hate the Jews now. Yeah, it's a well, good way to make money. You know, his, his brother-in-law, maybe he's like... Uh, I don't know, like a, a rabbi or something. <laughs> oh, he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, you want to come to one of my services? Oh. And he sees a, a Jew like somewhere. <laughs> he's, I, this is my terrible pitch for the yeah. Nazi version of Breaking yeah. Bad. Well, it'd have to be like Adolf Hitler would have to be like an American or something. Mm-hmm. His 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 brother-in-law would have to be an American who's like spying on yeah. like a Nazi meet, an early oh, Nazi meet. That's it. Yeah. And and Hitler's like watching stand stand how, by. How much money did they make from being Nazis? And he's like, oh, like a million dollars. A million, you say? And he comes in and he leads the shit out of them. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a German version of Jesse, like. <laughs> what would this what would he say instead like, of bitch mm, Jiminy it's time to catch the Jews <laughs> I, I don't know Mr. Hitler <laughs> I don't know oh what you suddenly you're a Nazi now you were my high school chemistry teacher <laughs> no, you're a Nazi <laughs> come on uh, anyway this is gonna be the highest rated TV show of all time <laughs> uh, how you doing folks this is amazing yeah uh, yeah uh, overall star rating, I gave it a four. I think I'm moving it down to three and a half after we talked. Okay, I'm gonna stick with my four. I thought it was good. I liked Tycho more than I thought you did. So, uh, yeah, yeah, 
Three and a half for me. That, mainly just because I didn't remember as much as I thought, and I, especially in the middle, mm-hmm. <laughs> which makes me feel like, oh, like that part was weak. Yeah. Uh, but the, I liked the last act. But then you brought up the thing about the last act, and I was like, oh, yeah, maybe that part was a bit weak. Yeah, it's too. strange. I would say the last act was overall my least favorite part, but I was on board for it for the, for the, for the majority. Yeah. I would um, say, like, you know, we're down on this movie. This is still better than, like, everything else you yes. can watch in a movie theater right now. <laughs> yes, definitely. Other than The Lighthouse, there are no better movies out right now uh-huh. for, like, a mainstream audience. It's definitely one of... one. It's up there on on my best this year still. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely go see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's unique. It's a big boy movie certified, certified big. You heard it here, folks. So you better go see it. Yeah, go see it. And until then stay big, you beautiful boys and girls. <laughs>